Do you need a landscaping job tackled? Keen Landscaping is a family-owned and operated full-service landscaping company based in Dallas, Texas. Anything from property restoration and tree pruning or removal to landscape design, construction, and installation, Keen covers it all. They're also the official landscape company of the Dallas Stars. Learn more at KeenLandscaping.com. Again, that's K-E-A-N-E Landscaping.com. Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keen, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now, here's your host, Parker Keen. So, today we are interviewing Bellator heavyweight Tim Johnson. Uh, Tim is 15 and 6, he's 35 years old. Uh, Fighting uh, out of Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, Extreme Couture product. He is uh, three and two overall in Bellator after going three and three in the UFC before that. But he is on a three-fight winning streak, and he is uh, set to be the next number one contender for the Bellator heavyweight belt against Ryan Bader. So we're going to talk to him about that, about his upbringing in rural Minnesota, and everything in between. So talk a little awesome. bit about. Um, you know, your, your time doing, you know, Juco and division two wrestling, right? We see a lot of guys, uh, coming that route now in MMA, right. Coming from that, not just a wrestling background, but a collegiate wrestling background. How do you think that kind of shapes both yourself and just fighters in general for kind of the work ethic it takes to be a high level MMA guy? Um, I think that's the main, the main thing is, uh, if you're wrestling in college, you know how to work. You have a lot of, and not, it's not just even work. It's just, you have, you have a different grit about you that, you know, some other sports that might be, you're only, you're only going to find that, in, you know, one in every, you know, 10, 10 athletes. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a number, but you know, with wrestlers, it seems like if you make it to the collegiate level, they all kind of have that. Um, at the same token, like wrestling is like the, probably the best base you can have because there's arguments and everything. But I think sometimes like some really high level wrestlers forget it's a fight and don't, don't uh, move along their other, uh, you know, other aspects of their other fight game. And to that token, I mean, you know, you're you're obviously you're fighting with Bellator now, and we've seen this with the UFC, with Bellator, with the PFL, where you see this almost a pipeline from the high level Division One wrestling, and even these Division Two All Americans go straight into MMA. Do you think we're headed towards kind of a world where the same way we look at you know, college football for the NFL or college basketball for the NBA. We start to think about collegiate wrestling as, you know, a, a avenue or a place where we can watch, you know, kind of the future champions of MMA. Um, I think to a point you can, uh, but there's a lot of fighters that there's a lot of wrestlers that, you know, they just wrestle and they're getting their degrees and they go on, they have no, you know, it's not like watching uh, NCAA football where, you know, every one of those players is trying to make the NFL. Uh, a little different in that aspect, but I think we're already kind of doing that. You know, I, I don't think you, if you ask anyone, they're like, uh, yeah, you know, last year's Olympic team, you know, what would you, would you want to see them in a cage? I think everyone would kind of be like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know, and there's, and I see college wrestlers getting asked, uh, like their junior, senior years, um, you know, they're looking at the doing martial arts and stuff. People are already, you know, kind of digging pride for that kind of to, to your token, um, to figure out if we get to see them in the cage or not. So 
tell us a little bit about that transition. Obviously, you're you're a wrestler, and then it sounds like you just kind of stumbled into fighting. How was that transition from collegiate wrestling to becoming a pro fighter? Um, it was a pretty easy transition overall. Um, it was the, the work ethic. The work's the same, um, but it's different. Same but different. Um, and you know what I say, like when I was talking about other fighters, some wrestlers sometimes forget to, you know, get around their other, other skills. Um, you know, my first UFC fight, I still didn't know how to throw a one, two, three. Like I had no idea. Uh. I seriously <laughs> had no idea what the fuck I was doing out there. Um, and now, uh, now finally things are starting to start, but starting to get comfortable with my boxing, but yeah, those first, you know, my first handful of fights, I was fucking had zero striking. <laughs> Just straight wrestling and bodying people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so awesome. you go, you go seven and one to start your career, and you know we're we're here now. You're basically learning on the job at that point, right? Yeah. Like, very yeah. much learning in the cage, and you finally get to the UFC. What does that moment feel like? Like, was that a a thing that you kind of dreamed about getting to the UFC, or was it kind of like this just natural progression of a athletic career that you kind of stumbled upon? Yeah, I, I assure you, I never had any aspirations to be a professional fighter. <laughs> and, um, I done, and that's where I stumbled out. You know, I was done wrestling, but I'm a competitor. And I'm like, oh, it's another, this is another thing to compete. Um, and, you know, I just started rattling off wins and then rattling off wins against better opponents, better opponents, and all of a sudden the UFC. And, um, yeah, it was actually, it was pretty scary because, like I said, I couldn't throw a punch. I'm going, God, I, do I belong in the UFC? <laughs> like, that was, that was mindset. Like, you know, my first handful of fights is going, God, dude, am I good enough to be here? Is this real? <laughs> so what what was the plan B? Obviously, it kind of sounds like you just stumbled into to fighting. When wrestling was done, what what did you think you were going to do before you became a pro fighter? Um, you know, I have no idea. Um, you yeah. know, I was working, I would work in two jobs while I was in DOC. I drove truck and I worked as a bouncer while I was with DOC. Um, so, and then on top of training, so I was getting like 80 hour work weeks and I include my training, uh, but, um, yeah, no, I always liked driving truck. I always had, I always did little jobs here for, you know, five, six months and find something else. Uh, I did road construction for like eight years. I uh, work in an uh, agricultural field. I go back actually, I still go back now every fall and spring to help out for, uh, planting seasons and harvest. So, um, that's probably after this career is done, I'll probably go back into that. Um, but yeah, I was kind of had all kinds of different things. Huh. Interesting. So you're you're in the UFC. You still feel like you don't know how to box. You're working two <laughs> other jobs. You end up going three and three over three years against, oh, you know, what four many three. four and three over three yeah. years and what many people consider probably the best group of heavyweights in the world during the time that you were in there, yeah. right? Yeah. What are you proudest of from that time in the UFC? Um, probably my tenure, uh, you know, there's a, and, you know, being, being a kind of a pro, I mean, I don't like the term, but, you know, I kind of killed a lot of, a lot of prospects, I guess, you know, um, I like being, I always like being an underdog and, uh, when people don't expect much from me and, um, you know, DSC would throw me either, you look at two ways, they either wanted to gauge who they had because they knew I was durable or they wanted them to beat me so they could cut me. I'm not, well, I'm not sure, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess probably just my tenure in it. You know, there's only a handful, you know, thousands of people I can say they made it up there, and um, I'm fine with you know our our departure from each other. Um, I'm doing, I'm loving it over at Bellator right now. I can tell you that. Do you have anything so what, that you regret or that you wish you could change from those three years? 
I wish I would have came out to Vegas uh, sooner in my career. Um, you know, I was living, in, I was training in Fargo, North Dakota, and you know, I had a good body, a good set of heavyweights up there, but it, it's not the same. Uh, I wish I would have made the move uh, earlier in my career. So um, let's talk a little bit about the transition to Bellator. You're now with Bellator. Bellator. So how was that transition from the UFC? And talk about just some differences at, from of the organizations as a whole since you've fought, you know, under both banners now. Um, I did. You know, I've been asked you know this question probably a hundred times, and I think the easiest thing, and my biggest thing that I pick apart is uh, Bellator is a little. I mean, it's smaller, a little more. Uh, personable, I can call. I, you know, if I really had a big problem, I could get a hold of uh, Scott Coker if I needed to. If I had a big problem, there's no way I'd be able to talk to Dana White. Absolutely not. I was too low on the totem pole, and these, you yeah. know, he's only, he allows himself to be open to the upper tier kind of guys. Right. So, so speaking of, you know, you're you make the move to Bellator. You you go three and two over your first five fights, but you won three in a row now. Um. You know, your your only loss you haven't avenged, if you think about it, Tim, is is the loss to Vitaly Minikov. Is, is there any desire in the back of your mind, like, that's one that you really want to get back? I know you're not the type of guy to do a call-out or talk trash or anything, but does the competitor in you want that Minikov fight back? No, uh, not at the moment. I got I got my sights set on something bigger. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and uh, you know if, if that fight goes well, then I gladly um, accept a rematch of them after my next fight, hopefully. So you're, you're, I assume you're talking about, you have your eyes on that heavyweight title with Ryan yeah, Bader. Yeah, absolutely. What's your assessment of Ryan Bader? We obviously saw him got, he got beat pretty badly in my opinion by Vadim Nemkov. It's obviously a very different fighter from who you are. I, I, you know, I'm not going to underestimate your speed here, Tim, but I think Vadim <laughs> is pretty, pretty quick to the I, point. I, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> What what do you make of Ryan Bader at this point of his career, and how do, how do you assess him as someone who, quite frankly, has a similar skill set with uh, you know power shots on the feet and you know great wrestling? Um, actually, I've, uh, people have been asking me about Bader even before you know my last couple wins. Um, I was I was a bit of a fanboy of Bader when he was at the UFC before I was at the UFC um, because he was uh, kind of my type of fighter. Uh, he's not fancy. He does like four or five different combinations, but it's consistent and he's more of a gritty fighter than a flashy fighter. And, you know, that, for that point of view, I always, I always respected that more. Um, cause it's just, it's just kind of a different mentality, I think. Um, and you know, from his, 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 uh, fight, you know, I think what you saw was, and this was outsider looking in, you know, he won the heavyweight light heavyweight belt, came out the heavyweight, put on all that, put on a little more mass, a little more weight. And when he made the drop back down to light heavyweight, I think it might have been a little harder on him than he maybe wants to admit. And he was just a little bit slower than what he originally was because he went up to heavyweight. Um, and, you know, that's just my two cents looking as an athlete. Uh, but with that said, he is going to be a heck of a lot faster than most heavyweights. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So uh, you'd mentioned it previously, but have you now made the full-time transition to Las Vegas where you're training there at Extreme uh, Couture? Yep, yep. Uh, two years ago, man, about. So, how has that change in camp affected your overall game with you know training with people of the likes of Francis Ngannou, Roy Nelson, um, you know some of the best heavyweights in the world? Um, it's you know iron sharpens iron. Coaches are mm-hmm. coaches get you to a certain point, but it's all about your training partners. Um, right. And you know you can 
you can train different combinations, all that type of stuff with your coaches, but they're not the ones sitting across from you. You want, you never want to be the best one in the room. And I definitely am not at extreme couture. And yeah, I mean, and with Francis, you know, Smar and him, I'm all the nerves are gone. I know like I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get hit any harder in a fight than I do in the practice room. So yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Nice so uh, to have Francis and Ganu to uh, provide that power, though. Yeah, because... I know. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, I saw on your Instagram, I think you recently had a baby girl. Yeah, yep. She is two weeks old tomorrow. Very cool. Well, we wanted to congratulate you on that. And I wanted to ask you, um, is that your first kid? This is my first, yeah. Okay, so how do you think welcoming a new baby girl into the world is going to affect your fighting career moving forward or the way you look at fighting in general? I think it already has. I found out we were pregnant, you know, the last week of January right before Tyrell Porch and then Matt Mitrione and then Chad Congo. Um, it's not just fighting for me or anything. Um, I'm trying to make a make a living, get some, get some, uh, make money while I can, while my body's still allowing me to and, um, you know, get help us out with, a, you know, our, make our future a little broader. Awesome. Awesome. Um, my next question, do you have any hobbies you do outside of fighting? Uh, yeah, during the summer, I like to get back to Minnesota and get on the, one of the, all the lakes up there and do some fishing. Uh, but during the winter, I like, uh, love snowmobiling. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. Right. So yeah, head up to the mountains and do some climbing and find some powder and yeah, let her rip. <laughs> Very awesome. Um, all right. As a pro fighter, what are some of the biggest perks and along, along with that, what are some of the most negative parts of being a fighter or downsides? Um, I guess bigger, the bigger perks is, man, what are there? Is, it, is there perks to be a fighter? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's being able to compete with someone. Um, you know, some uh, other guys might have different perspectives. To me, it's, you know, I don't ever hate the guy across from me. It's just a competition. I want to test my skills out against another person's skills. Um, and I think to its core, that's, you know, all, all competitors really want to do. Uh, the negatives is you got to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to miss a lot of stuff. You got to miss friends stuff. You got to miss family stuff. You got There's stuff that you can't, you can't do with other people just because uh, your training doesn't allow it. And, um, you know, to a point, you know, you feel bad about it, but there's only a small window you have to do that. So yeah, it's worth it. For sure. Obviously. Uh, Tim, you had a uh, unorthodox kind of uh, entry into this sport and, and obviously a, a meteoric rise in a lot of respects. What, what would be your advice for you know a young fighter, someone who's kind of just fresh in this sport? Maybe they've taken a couple amateur fights. Um, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think is, is something that you wish you knew earlier or just advice that you kind of carried along the way with you? Um, don't always be a yes man. Don't always be a company man because um, you think that favors can come back your way. They don't always do. Um, don't sell yourself short. Like don't uh, think, know your worth. That's for sure. It's something that, um, you know, it took me a while to figure out. And, um, you know, yeah, good. Uh, a loss versus a great, a great, good guy is better than a win over a crappy guy. Final question here, Tim. The the people have been asking. We've brought it up on the podcast multiple times. I think you know what's coming. What what happened to the mustache? <laughs> you know, it was time. It was new. Yeah, you know, new organization, new new uh, no more theatrics, and uh, you know. But I I'm bringing out different. You know, I brought out a full beard. 
Uh, then five o'clock shadow. But the mustache will be back because I'm planning. Uh, planning on rejoining the the military, so I'll, I'll, that's the only facial hair I can grow. So, what capacity are you going to rejoin the military? Uh, I'll be I'll be in the National Guard again. So, very cool. All right, I've got one more for you, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, what okay. is the one biggest issue you see with MMA as a whole, and what would you do to change it or fix it? Hmm. And put me on the spot there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, as a whole, I think there should be a lot. I mean, there should be inter interpromotional fights should be more should be not frowned upon. Those should those should be embraced more. I think um, you know, like Bellator does it with one quite a bit. Or, yeah, or Risen. Which one do they do? Yeah. With? I can't. Rising. 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 Yeah. Rising. Yeah. They do it with them quite a bit. Um, but, you know, it's more more uh, eyes on the flight, the more butts in the seat. It's better for best for both of them. You know, it's uh, like putting a Starbucks next to uh, another coffee shop. They both succeed. Would you Absolutely. be in favor of MMA fighters being recognized under the Ali Act where you have um, the the people who determine the rankings and the championships have to be separate from the promoters? I think absolutely. I don't think there's anything really wrong with uh, the act. I think it's there to, for the, the only people that really don't like that's promoters or, uh, you know, that's it's there for fighters. Um, any fighter that says the uh, Lee act, they don't want the Lee act. It's, the, they, it's like voting themselves out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, I think, go ahead. You got one more. When, when can we expect to, you know, hear Hillbilly Deluxe blaring from the arena and oh. watching you walk to the Bellator cage again? Um, you know, not sure. Uh, we're they're going to finish. I think Bellator's finishing out their year right now, and they're going to be working on their next year stuff here. Uh, but Ryan, you know, he called me out on Facebook. He wants to fight me for the belt early next year, and I said, "Yeah, let's do this." So, I mean, uh, ideally, I'd, I'd love I'd love a February March fight and turn around and fight again. You know, April May, and yeah. I, that's all from me, Park. Anything else? Yeah, no, no, Tim. I'm good. We appreciate you coming on here. Appreciate your time. Um, where can people find you on social media? And any shout out to your sponsors? Um, see, they can uh, find me on uh, Instagram at tbeartim. Uh, Twitter's the same. Um, and you know, sponsors H and I Nutrition, um, Burbiz Events, uh, Texas Oil Group, and you know, uh, yeah, basically just my gym, uh, Academy Combat Arts, Fargo, and Extreme Couture here in Vegas. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the time. We look forward to you getting that title shot and best of luck to you. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. Pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net. That's NorthTexasTrees.net. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit Parker Keen's MMA show.podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. 
For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.